This is a daily check-in. It's Thursday, April 2nd. We are social distancing. And I'm calling Bob every weekday to check in and exchange one good thing each. A piece of good news. (sighs) So come on in, whoever you are, however you're feeling today, and let's find some hope together. Hi, Aaliyah. How are you doing? Hi, Bob. How are you doing? You know, again, I'm breathing and uh, everybody in my family's healthy, so it's a great day. Yeah, that's that's a lot to be thankful for right there. I love that. I love that. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. You know, it's um, sort of losing track of time. I'm really trying to... <clears throat> establish some semblance of like a schedule every day. Like even though work sort of does that for me, I'm trying to like do that for myself. It's hard. It, it's really hard and it's impossible also. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, uh, you know, I've been for six years, I've been quote unquote working from home or working from studios where you might hear a helicopter going overhead, for example, right now <laughs> um, under less than perfect conditions as we all are. Uh, and there's just no way that, that you can not have, you know, emails bleed into nine o'clock at night and, and whatnot. The, the, the boundaries yeah. are really, really hard. You do the best you can, but it's going to happen. Yeah, loose boundaries. And also, I don't know about you, but I'm just having trouble, like, focusing on anything. Just focus has really gone out the window for me. Everything you need to do is in front of you at all times. Yeah. And so yeah. we're all dealing with the squirrel problem. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm trying, to, I think the one thing that's definitely working for me is calling you every day. So it's two things and walking outside, mm. like doing a non-negotiable walk every afternoon. That's great. That's really great. Um, when you walk, are you seeing a lot of people walking? Tons, Bob. It's ridiculous. And we're all trying to navigate this six foot rule. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it, it's funny watching people try to do this. We're all being really polite. And just trying to like make space, but in also trying to do that, we're all like moving in the same direction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very silly. I have a public service announcement, especially for the people of Washington D.C. where I am. You cannot get the coronavirus by smiling at someone from across the street. Pretty sure there's good (laughs) science behind that. Um, People in D.C. aren't the most warm and friendly like they are in New York. This is a struggle for me Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, but. I feel like right now people are very good at social distancing in D.C., but when they take their wide berth around you on the sidewalk, they tend to look away also out of fear. I think that if they looked at you, you might smile and then, I don't know, maybe hug them all of a sudden. Um, (laughs) But you can smile from a safe distance still. I think that's actually really important. That's really, really funny. Yeah, it's true. You can. And that's something we really enjoy about our walks around our neighborhood is everyone like is just so eager, I think, for some human interaction with people that aren't their family. And so we're all waving to each other and, you know, hey, how are you guys? It's just very, it's very sweet. It's very uh, life-giving. That's great. That's great. I still am finding plenty of life-giving things online and sharing with my various online communities. So let me tell you what I did in the past couple of days. That's today's good thing. Um, in my constant in my constant quest to find productive projects at home, uh, here's what I did. Aaliyah, do you have something that my parents called a junk drawer in your house? <laughs> uh, I'm against the junk drawer because I really like organization, but inevitably right now we do have a drawer too that they're feeling like the junk drawer, yeah. The junk drawer is organization. Holy cow, all your junk goes in it and then it's in the drawer. You're organized. <laughs> But what's the junk? What is it? 
well, it's stuff you might need, okay? So, and, and <laughs> some other podcast, I'm going to introduce you to a book called A Perfect Mess, will, which will blow you mind, your oh, mind no. about the yeah, concept of a junk drawer versus organization. But anyway, most I think a lot of households have, a, you know, it's, it's in the kitchen or in the basement. You just throw, you know, I don't know what this is or what I might need it for, but it's going in here. Well, I have a junk drawer for technology and gadgets. Of course I do. All the gadgets have acquired in my life, but it's not a drawer. It's actually a footlocker. Okay. I have a large, <laughs> large box of stuff. And, you know, you work in sound engineering. You never know that this adapter that you used once in 2018 might come in handy because someone hands you a, an old whatever and, and somebody opens up a footlocker and says, oh, I have the adapter for that. Right. You've had this happen. <laughs> 100%. Okay. So I have a drunk, a, a footlocker full of these things. But this is like cleaning out the garage. I decided, in a, because I had to find something, that I finally, <laughs> I didn't need actually seven DSL modems anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I threw out six of them. <laughs> oh um, my God. And I organized all my cables and I had, you know, probably oh. about a football field's worth of coaxial cable in there. I probably don't need that. So, but while doing this, I found this museum of old gadgets, old flip oh my phones. Gosh. I mean, I have almost every smartphone. I have every cell phone I've, I've ever owned. I have uh, computers that are barely touched because they went out of... Uh, fashion or out of the technology relevance, uh, you know, within a few weeks. Um, some of this used to be my professional job, so some of it would be sent to me for, as test models. I had a gadget wow. called a Peak, which was really cool for literally like six weeks, somewhere around 2004 <laughs> or so. It was a, a, a cheap, better BlackBerry, essentially. Okay, uh, it, okay. it just never caught on because it never got economies of scale, but I loved it. Um, and so... <laughs> What I've been doing over the past few days is posting on Facebook some just pictures of old gadgets and asking people to guess what they were. And wow. My favorite so far, I'll just tell you very quickly, was the first GPS gadget that I owned. <laughs> but the picture <laughs> is actually of the antenna, which is this square plastic thing that's about the size of a silver dollar. It says Microsoft on oh it in God. big letters. It was a Microsoft product and it had a suction cup and it was a cable that was like six feet long. And what you did, this was the antenna. You use the suction cup to stick it to your car window. Then you connected it to your laptop where you opened no. up a product called Microsoft Streets and it would know where you were and you could very laboriously plot in a, a path to somewhere. But of course, it could only load up a state or even maybe just a county at a time on your map. But you had a laptop computer kind of cop style, you know, sitting on your on your passenger seat with this thing suction oh cup God. to your window. That was my first GPS gadget. And I can tell you when I took this thing home and stuck it to my car window and it knew where I was, I thought this was magic because it's a really cool technology. So now <laughs> we don't think twice about this, but I'm very proud to have this. And it's been fun because other people are saying, oh, I went and dug up my old smartphones, plugged it in, still works. I found pictures from, you know, 15 years ago that I didn't know I had. So it's been a fun exercise cleaning out the tech garage. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to take a look at some of these photos. This is so ridiculous. This reminds me of like my my dad had a junk drawer of just tech technology and kind of like you. And I remember opening it a few years ago and just seeing all of these different Blackberries. And I was just like, <laughs> what is this? And I started turning them on and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. The backgrounds he had on some of those, just... <laughs> So ridiculous. There was one that was just his face. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> like just, 
a selfie before selfies were a thing. It's a great trip down memory lane. So it's been fun. And, and you know, please, if people want to go to my Facebook page and share their garage tech gadgets, it's a, it's a fun exercise. It's even fun to just guess what I'm putting up. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Uh, Bob, I feel like before I share my good thing, which I'm very excited about today, um, I, I we should go through our mailbag. We've had some really great emails lately from listeners. Yeah, not only voicemails, um, but we're getting these great emails too. And in fact, we've gone international, which I'm very proud of. And we have this great <laughs> email from Denis from France. So, Aliyah, why don't you read yes. it for the people? So, Denis from France says... Dear Miss Tavakolian, dear Mr. Sullivan. Already, I love Denny. <laughs> I love being called Miss Tavakolian. It doesn't happen very often. Um, he said, here's Denny from France. In France, there's also a nationwide confinement that started about two weeks ago. So all who do not have a vital role in the healthcare slash food industry have to stay at home and work from home. A bright thing to share. Although I'm working from home, I'm also curating my digital photos, sorting photos, removing bad ones, making panoramas, removing things that spoiled the background sometimes. I know that's cheating, but well, I'm not ashamed at all. <laughs> that's a great way to revisit one's life and a great way to reflect on our bonds with our loved ones. Cheers, Denny. I love it. It's so true. Denny is doing like the, the sort of more involved version of it, but this is to me like like, have you ever looked through all of the photos on your phone, Bob, and just sort of like walk down memory lane? So I have a big, huge backup drive, which is the one thing everyone should have in their life, right? Because yep. you should be terrified of losing all your old photos, which happens all the time when your hard drive crashes. And, I, you know, I have 15 years worth of photos. And every single time, once a month, I stick it to back up my current computer. I lose like an hour just browsing through old folders of photos. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. And that's what Denise is doing. So Denise, cheers to you. We're glad to hear from you. And if you want to send us an email and tell us about a good thing, you can do so at sobob at spokemedia.io or call us. Call us and tell us about your good thing and leave us a voicemail at 253-470-8398. That's 253-470-8398. Bob, are you ready for my good thing? I'm ready. Ugh, amazing. Okay, Bob. So I'm just so excited about this because I like this is like truly a gift for for both of us, but for you loving music. So my good thing today is kind of a twofold good thing. So this is the moment, Bob, where you know I ask you, have you heard of blank? And you <laughs> we both know that the answer is probably no, but I'm gonna do it. Bob. No. Have you heard of NPR's tiny desk concerts? <laughs> Jump the gun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to be quick for the people. Uh, No, I have not heard of NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts, and that one I'm genuinely embarrassed about. I am so excited to get to introduce you to these. Um, There's hundreds of them, so it's pretty cool. Uh, NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts are intimate concerts recorded live at the desk of All Songs Considered host Bob Boylan. And Bob, it's so fun. Like They bring in artists you've heard of that are, you know, massive hits like Taylor Swift. Um, They recently had one with Harry Styles. And then they also bring in people maybe you haven't heard of as much. Um, They brought in, they they bring in all kinds of uh, artists. They're amazing. And what's so fun to watch is when they film these, you can see all of the NPR employees and sometimes like their families (laughs) all gathered around. And it's just this like massive, massive um, for the space audience in this tiny 
desk. Hence the term tiny desk concert. That's pretty cool. So they like cram whole bands behind this (laughs) desk, Bob. And it's just so delightful. And um, there's this really iconic one, which is how I was introduced to tiny desk concerts with T-Pain, where he sings an entire set with just a pianist. And for the artist who was mostly known for his dance tracks that were very auto-tuned, it was a really big deal because turns out he has this insanely angelic voice. Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink and an empty pain. You know me, convict music, nappy Bowie. I know the club, close at three. Okay, but that's its own good thing for another day, maybe even tomorrow. Uh, Spoiler alert. But my good thing today, Bob, every year NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts hosts a contest where artists can submit videos slash recordings of themselves, and the winner gets their own Tiny Desk Concert at NPR. And my good thing today, Bob, is 2017's winner of this contest, Tank and the Bangas. Hmm. Tank and the Bangas. You know, Bob, they're like some artists who have this marvelous ability to transport you to a place. I mean, it's not just that their music is really cool or like their voice is mesmerizing, but some artists have this, and I'm going to call it a gift, this gift to take you to another place, to really absorb you completely. And those humans, gosh, I think those humans are amazing. And I think Tank, aka Tariana Tankball, is one of those humans. Bob, this Tiny Desk concert, I highly recommend that you just like put this on today. It's um, just a few minutes long. And I think she goes through maybe three songs or so with her band. And it's just mesmerizing. There's this song um, that they start off with. I think it's called Boxes and Squares. And it just feels like the band and Tank are all just sort of like playing a game together. Like they they don't even know what's going to come next and they just are sort of figuring it out together. It feels almost like improv in a way. It's magnificent. Maybe a week I can't go to the store and buy your ass a clue. I heard they uh, got some honesty on sale. Maybe we can buy hunch. I, I, I heard a Joe a mama a show Joe a buttons until you were 22. And your sister was Joe Laundry. I think it's time I did laundry too. And then there's a song at the end called Roller Coasters, which starts with this amazing kind of like poetic story meets comedy set about the feeling of going on a roller coaster and how Tank doesn't like really understand why people (laughs) want to go feel nauseous or dizzy on a roller coaster. And then it turns into this gorgeous song that transports you. See, I am the type of girl that's always wondered why people rode those really big roller coasters. Why the feeling of throwing up brought about some type of excitement (laughs) that they did not receive on a regular day. Like, like, when did feeling sick become equivalent to thrill? When did nausea become the X pill? I've always wanted to know why people rode those really, really big roller coasters. And I remember, I remember when I did. It's the butterflies and the fireflies. Fighting in my stomach, yeah. Light between their wings. I'm scared to fly. Fly, fly, fly. 
she's amazing. Are you in love with her yet? Okay, so I'm going to make a confession because you know, quarantining is a good time for confessions, right? I totally, <laughs> yes. while you were talking, did that rude thing of reading something on the internet while you were talking, which I should never do, especially Good. not while recording a podcast. <laughs> but what I was reading was NPR's description of this video, which is incredible. This kind of flair and alchemy that could only come from New Orleans at one moment, fun-filled funk, the next laid-back jazz, rhythm-driven blues, it all flows seamlessly. This is pretty amazing. Yes, that is such a great description. Yes, it is all of those things. Um, it has such a specific identity, and I just, I love it. I love it. And Bob, <laughs> I love Tiny Desk concerts. Like, I could just do a whole, I could just, every day could be a new good thing that is a Tiny Desk concert. <laughs> um, I really, really encourage you to go watch them. They're great. And right now, um, NPR's doing Tiny Desk home concerts where musicians are performing a tiny desk concert from home and they've posted a few and they're really, really lovely, including one with Tank from Tank and the Bangas. All of this creativity that's happening right now is really remarkable. There were some really cool performances last weekend with that that Fox special that Elton John hosted. And, yes. you know, as a sound person now, amateur sound person, it was fun to watch the setups that people had to get, you know, reasonable enough sound to be broadcast on national TV. And again, that just unleashes so much creativity. It really does. It really does. And it's amazing. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful that you're my friend, Bob. I'm grateful that you're my friend. This daily exercise is also really helping me mark time. And yeah. I'm so happy we're doing it. Same. Me too. Me too. And I guess we should do it again tomorrow. <laughs> we should do it again tomorrow. Stay healthy. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. If you have your own good thing to share, something that made you smile or laugh or boosted your belief in the good of humanity, or maybe you have a really cute pet and you want to send us a picture of said pet, email us at sobob at spokemedia.io or call and leave us a voicemail at 253-470-8398. Now, take a deep breath. And remember that we are going to get through this. Call someone you love and check in with them. Talk to you tomorrow. That's when I knew, that's when I knew that roller coasters were for people like me who have never been in love. I believe we all want to know how it feels to just...